fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. We are on a mission to explore, and this week we are going to talk all about our upcoming explorations. This, our fellow explorers, is a pre-dive episode. So thank you for listening. Pay attention. There's a lot that's going to happen. There's a lot we're going to talk about, and we hope that you are going to explore alongside us. So let's get started. I think first we're going to talk about TC had an idea for uh, like a book club. If we do a book club where we each pick a book and we write in the book why we picked it and what we like or don't like about it or whatever. And then after we're finished reading, we mail it to the next person so that we all four read four books and write in the margins as we go so we can kind of see what the other person is thinking. That would be a lot of fun, but I'm just concerned because when I read a book, I become fully immersed in that book and it has a, it has a ridiculous impact on my mood and my everything. Like there's one series that I regularly read and the main characters love Mexican food and margaritas. And so then Dino knows every time I'm reading that series, because I'm constantly craving margaritas and Mexican food, and he'll call me out and he'll say, oh, are you reading that series again? Maybe. And when I read Kinsey Milhone, I start eating um, hard boiled egg sandwiches and drinking wine. Like I just become so immersed that, which that part doesn't bother me. But if we read a book where somebody is always down on life and looking at the negative side that's what worries me well the book i picked is not going to be that for you i also don't like um whiny little bitches in my books tracy (laughs) (laughs) so i've noticed being in being involved in education i've noticed that the books that teachers read for kids tend to be dark oh really and yeah and i don't understand it Well, I do. I mean, my book is, um, do you want to know like the kind of what it's about? Yeah. Why not? I don't think it's a secret, is it? No, it's not. I mean, you're going to get it in the mail. I I mean, I'll, I think that I'll read it first. Right. And then I'll send it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you've got to write in the margins. Oh, that's That's right. Fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm reading it and it's like a, um, I don't know, a scene where maybe rats start eating, peanut butter off of a person who's tied up. I don't know where I got that, but it just popped in my head. If I'm reading that and I'm like, WTF, should I just like write WTF in the margins? Yes. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like on that, if I was reading a book like that and that suddenly happened out of the blue, then yeah, write that. Like, whoa, where did this come from? I'm shocked. Dr. Ian, what the hell? (laughs) Exactly. Because part of the fun will be, it's, you know, because then when I read it after you read it, Mer, and you put all your comments in there, it'll almost be like I'm reading it with you because it's like, I can, I'm getting the thoughts and the feelings that you were getting while you were reading it. So it'd be almost like we're reading it together. I love that. That'd be really cool. And we should use our tail color ink and that way we'll know who wrote what. Oh, It'll be perfect. obvious. I was just going to say that, Trary. 
So when I say that, like, um, Tara, you read a lot of Stephen King. I'm not afraid. Like, The Green Mile was one of my all-time favorite books. But the characters in that book, like, even John Coffey, was that his name? Mm-hmm. He, he had such a positive outlook, even though the entire world was against him. Yeah. And, and so that made it a really good book for me. It's when there's this one series about... Um, She's a, what do you call people who examine dead people to help solve crimes? Like a forensic pathologist. Yeah, she was one of those. And it's a really popular series. I started reading that book. And after like two books, I was into the third one. And halfway through, I'm like, I can't read this. Because she's so, she's so angsty. That's what bothers me. Angsty characters. I don't want to read angsty character books. That is so funny that you said that. Uh, the book I picked is about a female um, person who does autopsies, I think. Oh. And she like tries to help solve a murder. So I hope it's not the same. Well, there's only one book in the series, so it can't be the same one. No, you would. You guys would probably know this book if I could think of it. It was um, Nancy Keegan. It was Delicate mm. Flower who recommended them to me. Because I love Kinsey Milhone. I love the Alphabet series. I like strong yeah. female lead characters. And she and th- she is a strong female lead character. But she's whining so much about her love life in the books that finally oh. I was just like, I can't deal with her whining anymore. Ugh, yeah. People that whine about their love life are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI, I was totally whining to Tracy about my love life earlier this morning. <laughs> But, but my, I think that the, okay, so I listened to this podcast, it's called Morbid and Morbid is hosted by a couple of chicks who one's like in her late twenties and one's in her late thirties and they're funny, but they're just very kind of down to earth. And I don't know, I just enjoy listening to them. So the one host, her name is Elena something. She wrote a book. It's called the butcher and the wren. I sent you guys a picture of it, I think. That's the book that I picked. I wanted to read her first book. And supposedly there's a sneak peek to like a chapter from the second book inside the paperback. So we'll see. I haven't looked through mm-hmm. it yet. So, so it will be a series. Choose the Thursday Murder Club, even though I've already read all four of them, um, just to force you all to read it. Do you have the I paperback didn't... of it yet? Because I do, and I will mail it to you. Wait, let me think about it. And if okay. that's the one I pick, I'll let you know. All right. Um, Because no, I don't. I'm going to look at what paperbacks I have. But um, I'm sure that I'll pick some fun fluff. And I love murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the girl who just said she doesn't like dark things. I know. I mean, I mean, angsty dark <laughs> characters. I don't mean dark storylines. Although I have to tell you, there's this one book that I read about this super cute, young, 30 something girl who becomes a detective but every now and then I have to take a break from it because all of her mysteries are murder mysteries mm-hmm. and you know in the alphabet series her mysteries were all kind of different there it yeah. wasn't always a murder yeah I'm guessing that this one well there will always be a murder because she's a what a, she works in a morgue right so what's the yeah I wonder if I could figure out 
the books that I was reading, it was when I was in Cincinnati and I was reading them paperback. So I can't even like look in my Kindle app. So Sarah, Jess, do you guys have an idea what book you might pick? Or are you still thinking about it? Um, I'm actually, uh, I've actually got an idea, but I don't know. Have, has anyone ever read All Creatures Great and Small? No. Mm-mm. I've never even heard of it. Okay, cool. Well, it'll be a nice big surprise then if that's what I choose. Cool. But I feel like it might, um, it might measure up to some degree yeah. to not being too angsty. But um, yeah, also, it's uh, like pressure to pick one that I think everyone's going to like. <laughs> oh, I don't think you have to. I think you just have yeah. to like it. Same here. I'll, yeah. I'll deal with it. She'll be fine. It's one. Book. One of these books was about that <laughs> thick. So I have to see if I can make sure that they have one that's maybe that thick. <laughs> we'll be doing this one in 2026. I also request that your peach pen be like thick point that we don't or, have to be like, what does that say? <laughs> or you could use aqua or blue or whatever. I might do that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, use your toenail color. Yeah, that's your favorite color. Just use that. Mm -hmm. Because I think, yeah, it'll be difficult to see peach or yellow. (laughs) I was thinking I'm too old to try to read peach on white. (laughs) Yeah. Blue. Perfect. Love it. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be really fun. So when are we doing that? Yeah, we have to put a deadline on it because I'm worried. um, Here's the thing that I've learned about myself. I need to be held accountable. If I'm not held accountable, then it's just not, I'm probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not entirely true. I, I can hold myself accountable, but it's just better. If there's a deadline for me. So you've got all that mailing to do. Like these yeah. books are going to go far. Yeah. So we each have to read a book. Plus we have to ship it. So I'm guessing... I am thinking maybe a month per book. So this is like a stretch project. You think that a month? You think that, what do you think? A week? Yeah, I think a week. That's fast. I mean, I read a lot. Not everyone does, but I I read. But yeah, I mean, maybe I will. I mean, this is what, if this is what I'm doing with my life for the next okay. few months let's each just say what we think we need per book i think i need a week just right. what do you need probably two that would at least give me like two weekends if if i don't get much time during the week that would give me like weekend time to just read so we could maybe right. a little timeline on saying that um by this time next week we have our book chosen and we're we, and then we started to read it, and then two weeks from then we mail it on, and then kind of try and put a two week, because then you know it's going to take a while for a book to get to Hawaii, I would imagine. So even if I finish mm-hmm. mine in two weeks and I mail it to Jess, it's got to get there. And then I think once we've established that everybody has received the book, then we have another two weeks to read that book, and we just kind of keep checking in. We'll have a we'll have a you know we'll have one of our chat messenger chats chitty chitty chat chats i've received the book all right everybody's got it all right go two weeks and then we're sending them on so i think that the it would be cool to keep the envelopes that they are mailed in and so keep the envelope it comes in 
put the book back in that envelope and then put that in another envelope so okay. that we have all of the the post stamps and everything i love that uh, that's a good idea tara and mer is two weeks long enough for you yeah i can make it book? happen i just have to adjust um what i do in my downtime that's all same I, i'll have to stop watching horrors on an island yeah i'll be all right i'll have to stop blasting tunes so often that's all it's really not well also, we can flex. I mean, we're going to be chitty chatting. Well, so that's the thing. You... Yeah. I, I don't feel like anyone's going to yell at me if I'm like, you know what? It's taking me longer than I'll need it. Yeah, that's fine. We'll adjust. Yeah. So once we all pick our books and we get our books, then we'll do like a kickoff episode. Ooh, that's right? A good you want to do a kickoff yes. episode? Yeah. We could all have our book in hand and talk about why we picked the book and if, if we've gotten started on it what we anticipate. I don't know. That'll be exciting. I like that. All right. So, so you we... know how there are usually blank pages in the fronts or backs of books. We can all write like the person who picks it can write a kind of a long, this is why I picked this book. This is what I thought about when I read it. And then you write in the margins as you read about it. But then each person, maybe in the front of the book, you write, this is how I think I'm going to feel about this book. And in the back of the book, you write, this is how I felt about this book. That would be it fun. Might be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And if we run out of pages, if there aren't enough blank pages, just pop a little piece of notebook paper in there or something. Yeah. Or find a spot and write around the margins or whatever. Yeah. I think it'll be fun to be completely uh, defacing a book. I know this is going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. This will be fun. I'm glad you thought about this, Tracy. So what's the date that we should set as a goal for the kickoff episode? And that way we can all pick our books and order them. Okay. So are we saying by next week, we should have our book picked. So why don't we say the 30th, we'll kick it off. Record on the 30th, release on November 3rd. October 30th? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can try that, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I don't know what's happening to Amazon right now. And you guys can tell me mm -hmm. if this is true where you live. But I have ordered things in Amazon and they haven't, sh it hasn't shipped. So I might have to read that book you're talking about, Mer. I I'm just going to look it up and give you guys an well, example. TC. Are you guys having trouble with Amazon right now or is it just the island? It must just be your island. I don't know about Jess, but not here. Uh, some things. Uh, I did order one thing that took like two weeks to ship and then another like week in transit. But other stuff I've ordered been pretty I quick. Ordered, so I've ordered fun. two things on October 8th, and they haven't shipped. Well, I placed an order for three things on September 29th. It's not taking a long time to get here. It hasn't even shipped. And somebody told me that it had to do with the, um, with, uh, you know, the drivers and stuff, that the items weren't in the warehouses ready to be shipped. So I figured it wasn't an island thing. It doesn't usually take us that long to get things. These things haven't even shipped. Hmm. Well, if you, if we could try, um, like I could try ordering it for you and shipping it to my house and then just mailing it to you. It might be oh, a, a little idea. quicker. Yeah. I have an order placed September 26th and that stuff has not shipped. That's crazy. I know. 
I mean, thankfully, we have like a, a Target and a Walmart, which both usually have books in them, like have a book section. So I was thinking of just kind of browsing there and seeing if one strikes my fancy. And if not, then I'll order. But, you know, I can, they're both in the town that I work. So I can just run from my lunch and maybe spend some time browsing because we don't have like a Barnes and Noble or anything like that. So it's just, you know, I might check out those book sections and if they all seem bleh, then I might find something to order. All right. Yeah. You, you order something for me and you can ship it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm glad I thought of that. So do we I think we could do October 30th then? I do. And if we can't, if one of us hasn't gotten our book in time, because it won't take me long to read it. Okay. But that's only two weeks. You guys don't even have your books yet. I have so that's my book. Two, but Jess doesn't. And she oh. said two weeks. So I think that might be too soon. Mm. To kick off, I, I thought it was just showing that we have the book. And yeah. It's not actually. Yeah, like I thought it was read. just get it and um, okay. then yes. have it in, in mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to have my book perfect. read in two weeks. Come on, girl. Stop it. Silly. I mean, I might. <laughs> since I do have it in my possession. I could like, I could start now. It could be like a the practice run. <laughs> practice run for the other three. Yes. All right. So we'll record okay. that on the 30th and then on, so we need to come up with a, an episode for next week. And since it is Halloween spooky season, maybe Sara and I could tell stories about cryptids and our experiences at cryptid festivals. I like it. I don't know if that would make up a whole episode. Oh, I think we could make up a whole episode. You could, why don't you come up with um, some background? If you have time, if you don't have time, then we can scrap it and come up with a different idea. But if you want to come up with some background about um, the Mothman and the lore behind who he is and what that cryptid is, I will do some research about Bigfoot and we can even like maybe cite some examples of people that have seen them or whatever. I think we could spend a whole lot of time talking about that between the two of us and then talk about the festival. And maybe we could all talk about a scary creature that is, that is like in lore in your area or that. Yeah, because we there are several on St. Croix, and I'm sure Jess has some too. There might not be a festival, but I can talk. I think it's like the goat-footed woman or something. I can do some research and talk about her. Let's do it. Let's all come back next week with some research about a uh, cryptid. I love that. What, does that. what is that word and what does that mean? I don't know what you're saying. Cryptid um, literally means um, mythological creatures in his you know or not mythological but creatures that that aren't for sure in existence but they so, have a history and a story merriam webster's merriam webster's definition says oh it's c r y p t i b it's an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. This is what Merriam-Webster says. Oh. Contrary to popular belief, cryptids don't have to be supernatural, mythical, or even all that strange. 
though many popular creatures acquire these characteristics as their legends grow. I like that. Do you have, I'm sure you have those on Hawaii, Jess. They do, and they yes. even have the cutest name. They're called Menihuni. Oh, I love this. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Very fun. So Sorry. Next, next, next week is cryptids. Yeah. Sorry, you don't have to do Mothman. I just thought about that. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, in the chitty chat, I'll let you know what I'm from because I've got Kentucky, you've got Ohio. Yeah. I'm sure that, because apparently they're everywhere. Um, yeah. Danny was talking, she's, um, there's one up in Michigan that she was talking about and she found a lot of, out about when we were at the festival. And I mean, I, if I'm not finding anything, then we can, you know, part of our conversation can be moth, the Mothman Festival. We can make make our oh, for sure. make our soapbox talking a little bit about the cryptid in our region. And then during the conversation, we can talk about the festival. I love that. So if either of you pick Mothman, you still have to tell me what the hell it is because I still don't know anything about it. For sure. I want to hear about Mothman too. For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> give you a little bit of that. That's a West Virginia cryptid. So maybe we'll talk about the, the West Virginia Mothman conversation or descriptor. Maybe we'll put that on Patreon for the people, for the people who love us enough to give us a couple extra bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In Kentucky, they have something that lives in caves, Sarah. There was a whole docuseries that I watched about, about this. And it was filmed by Greg and Dana Newkirk. And it's on Amazon Prime. And I'm going to look it up right now. Fun. I'm excited. So where's, where's Mothman from? I thought he was. West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, okay. I was I remember watching a um a YouTube video one time. There's there's a YouTube channel that does like the blank of about every state and they'll do like, you know, the favorite pizza of every state or the favorite sandwich of every state. And one time they did the uh the cryptid of every state. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like I had heard about the Loveland Frogman before, but that's what they picked for Ohio. And um so it's like a total of like 15 minutes or something. So they obviously only do a very short little thing about each one, but it's interesting. So Sarah, the, um, the documentary is called Hellier. It's H E L L I E R. And it's two seasons long. So this is like a whole docu series and it's, they go and they investigate Hellier, Kentucky. And there's sounds scary. I know there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit down there. So I just propose that you and I, since we're close enough, go on a road trip at some point. It's probably not going to happen between now and next Monday when we record, but you know, we'll save that for a future adventure. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, also you guys on Sunday, the 29th, I'm going to see lore live. Lore is another podcast where they talk about like, weird stuff like this and they're recording live at music hall so i'm gonna go see that next sunday oh, with fun. Well, sunday the 29th yeah that sounds all fun like a lot of fun yeah you and bill should go get a ticket what's it called lore l-o-r-e lore live 
I expected her to be like, oh yeah, we're already going. I know. <laughs> uh, we even bought matching capes to wear. So <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be there and you were going to be there and we weren't going to know it again. <laughs> All right. Well, that's exciting. Okay. So we have the next two weeks planned out then. Yeah. When is uh, getting real? Have we, I haven't even voted. Oh. For- yeah. Everybody go vote right now. Do you need me to send you a link? I'm not going to follow a link again and kick me out last time I did that. It did. Oh yeah. That's right. right. Forgot about I'm not that. watching a video. It's November 6th. We're going to record getting real. So we'll take votes. Um, probably maybe we'll accept votes until the 25th of October. That's a Wednesday. And then we will let all the world know which movie won. Either we'll post it on our website. We'll post it on all of our social medias, October 25th or 26th. And then we're going to record on November 6th. So we just have to watch the movie within 10 days. Is that doable for everyone? Mm-hmm. That takes us to our next episode. Uh, yeah. So look, basically we just, we just pre-dove three weeks. We are so awesome. Oh my God, you guys, we are killing it. Very pre-divey. So as I'm getting on Facebook, um, uh, on my notifications, I see that Lizzie Mack literally just sent you a message, Tracy. Yeah. I, I, I. Apparently, I'm not allowed to multitask on my phone. I, <laughs> Jess, you are not allowed to follow links. Okay, I just sent everybody a link to the form to vote for a movie for Movie Club. And if you guys would share that link on like your personal pages, mm-hmm. and then maybe your friends will vote too, even if they don't come to the meeting, it's fun to get a lot of votes. So I need to send that to Brian and Joy. Maybe they'll join us again, and maybe we'll record it this time. <laughs> I was going to ask if you thought we should record it or should we just, you know. No, I think we should record it as an episode. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, we had really good conversation last time. Yeah. I was just kidding. Oh. I I just picked up up on what you were saying, Tracy. I did not. And I needed her to say, just kidding, for me to understand what was happening. I didn't either, Mara. It's okay. (laughs) I'm still frazzled from my phone kicking me out of Zoom twice. Silly phone. Oh, and then November 13th, we are, that's when we have on the calendar or on the schedule of events to talk about origami. I really want to learn origami. Huh. Maybe I should order a book about origami when I'm ordering books. (laughs) I wonder if you could just. I don't, I bet you don't need a book. I, I mean, it would be cool to have a book, but I bet you could get free resources either on That's TikTok or YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's totally on YouTube. Yeah. I don't think you have to spend any money for this, for this project. Mm-mm. No, even the paper you can cut to the right size. You're just going to want paper that's relatively thin. Don't, don't get cardstock. That will ruin your life. <laughs> And then I had an idea for the episode following that. Man, I have, you guys, I had a bunch of stuff scheduled out on this calendar. Oh, I feel so like, cute. Yeah, that's an, so that origami nice. book is going to teach you how to fold a giraffe. That's what it says. Oh, and it came with a pad of paper. I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you guys about my coworker that made like 10,000 tiny swans for her wedding 
Yes, you did. But I can't wait to hear all about it in detail when we record on November 13th about Oregon. I would also like to send me pictures. I would also so like to point out that I am also totally ready to crochet. <laughs> <laughs> With my woo how ready are you? I know you have the supplies, but how ready are you? I am the best at That's the question. and organizing and getting all the shit together to do something and then just not doing it. There's that <laughs> whole doing it thing. The master. And then I'm going to stick with recording dates because um, I know we haven't talked about this yet with our fellow explorers, but we are going to be going to an every other week release schedule. So it'll just help us sort of with our work-life balance and help you better understand and, you know, know when episodes are coming out so that your expectations are met. So every two weeks <laughs> we'll be releasing episodes. So we'll, we're going to still keep these recording dates. We'll just, um, I won't talk about release dates yet. How's that sound? Sounds All right. So November 6th is getting real. November 13th is origami. And then um, do you guys want to hear my ideas for the rest of November? Mm -hmm. So one of them is juggling. I think that we should learn how to freaking juggle. Mark, I said that to Mark and he was like, Mary, don't you just know how to juggle? And I was like, no, I don't just know how to juggle. He was like, everybody learns how to juggle in gym class in like the second grade. I was like, well, I didn't. I learned my sophomore year and it was scarves. We never got around to like juggling heavy things. Is this a skill that you people just know? Do you guys oh. just know how to juggle? And no one learns that in school. I don't remember learning that in school. Or if I did, I didn't retain it because I sure as hell don't know how to juggle. <laughs> I didn't learn it in school, but I do know how to juggle. So I, uh, anyone here ever watch The Office? Yes. Love that show. I, I can juggle like what's his name? Will Ferrell's um, character. Remember when he was juggling? Oh, my God. I forgot that scene. Can you please describe it? So he's there. Okay, here. I'm setting the scene. Here he is. Sorry, everybody that's not watching, because this is awesome. And then he's like, oh, okay, here I go. Here I go. Here I go. All right, I'm going. Oh, someone, throw me the ball. Okay, here I go. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yep, yep. Oh, against your head, against your head. And he even bounces them off somebody's head. But they're like invisible balls. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And All he's right. got like five of them at once. It's a, it's a, it's an, a great episode. <laughs> And then, okay, so the other idea I had was, so there's this guy who I, sometimes at night when I'm bored before bed, not bored, but just oh kind gosh, of Oh gosh, are down. you sure we want to hear this story? <laughs> oh yeah, this is PG-13. It's actually <laughs> rated G probably, mo mostly, probably PG-13. So I, there's, I like to flip through reels on Facebook or whatever, and there's this guy B. Dylan Hollis. He re he like makes recipes that are super old. So he'll follow. I don't know. I, I I really should have done some research before I got in here to talk about it. But he'll do things like a Seven Up cake, or um, he'll do a recipe for bread from the during the Great Depression when all they had was like a little bit of sugar and flour, and that was it. Like weird things like that. Um, sometimes people tell him to do 
crazy, ridiculous, old-timey recipes. But anyway, I thought it'd be fun to just explore some weird old-timey recipes. Like make a jello salad from the 50s. Oh, it was sounding pretty good up until then. With celery and tomatoes and onions in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Tracy. That's disgusting. Lemon jello with celery, carrots, onions, and like tomatoes. Yeah, nobody wants that, but I think we should try it. I think we should, we should try to eat something that people ate a hundred years ago thinking it was delicious or out of necessity. Blood sausage, blood pudding. (laughs) Oh, no. Of course, that's still a thing. Yeah. I got offered it in Ireland. I I passed. (laughs) That sounds gross. Ben watches this channel on YouTube. It's this guy that like basically pretends he's cooking in like pioneer times and makes like the different recipes like, you know, figgy pudding and like ship's biscuits and stuff like that. And sometimes it looks really good. And sometimes I'm just like, thank God for all purpose flour and baking soda. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you could, you could pick one of the recipes from that page. Why not? That's an old timey recipe or old timey cooking. I don't know. What do you guys think? That'd be fun. I think it would be a super challenge for TC because you don't really do a whole lot of cooking, do you? Don't. So I think you should try it, but if you don't, no one will shame you for it. Maybe you could pick out an old timey recipe and have Dean make it for you. we would be valid we would make it together yeah we usually cook together but hand um, him ingredients yeah Yeah, that's that's probably what jess is gonna do (laughs) that's what we call make it together jess (laughs) jess is gonna be opening up a bottle of wine like oh what do you need honey here you go you want me to grab the salt (laughs) okay i could do that or I'll sometimes read it to him, you know, like, okay, what's next? Okay, according to this, it says this much baking soda. You're think, welcome. I, I just, I just think it would be fascinating to, exp- I don't know, to understand what it, what they, what, what it was like to cook a hundred years ago or seventy-five years ago. How different it is. If you pick the YouTube ones that I was talking about, TC, they're very simple usually because they didn't have crazy ingredients like curry powder and right coriander. There are several rest. There are several websites that have like I found a Pinterest page that has 100 year old recipes. See, I'm sending it to you guys. I wonder how old Skyline Chili is. I think we should do 100 year old recipes specifically they should have to be 100 years old what if they're more than 100 years old i could say at least 100 years <laughs> did you hear my snort oh then where you can it okay at least 100 year old recipes skyline i think this Opened in 1949. I got these blackberries. This recipe <laughs> is 1,000 years old. That's... I boiled this onion. 
<laughs> both blackberries. Oh, I might come back with a bottle of mead, the very first alcohol ever made. <laughs> I have a bottle of mead. My friend Jess brought it to our house. Oh, nice. <laughs> I feel like this is a good challenge for like right before Thanksgiving. That's what I was thinking. I thought it would be fun. I like that. Yeah. All right. And then after that, I mean, that's a lot of episodes. So maybe after that, we'll just take a break with a little pre-dive <laughs> and talk about the rest of the year and uh, plans for 2024. What do you guys think? I feel like after the origami, we could probably pre-dive the rest of these things at that point. Oh, for sure. I agree with that. I feel like we're all going to make dumplings because... Every 100-year-old recipe I see is some kind of dumpling. <laughs> All right. Why don't we say, when was the, um, the uh, oh gosh, I can't think of it, the manufacturing revolution or whatever, when manufacturing started becoming a thing? Was that the 1940s, 1950s, 1930s? Maybe the 40s. Maybe we should say it's at least however many years ago that was, 70, 75 years? should say 100 there's a bunch of 100 year old recipes out there oh i thought you were serious about everybody's gonna make dumplings well there are a lot of dumpling <laughs> recipes out there. i was just trying to open up the uh options a little bit but i'm good with 100 years that's fine chicken yeah, and dumplings beef I, and dumplings yeah. <laughs> again meat is uh more than 100 years old so you can make century eggs no, doesn't it take a hundred years to make century eggs? I don't know if they're called that because it takes that long or just because they're black, but I'm, oh, I'm either not, way. I don't, know I'm, if I'm okay I don't think I can do it. Just several weeks to several months. Oh, y'all make what you want to make. I'm not making those. <laughs> I've probably made those on accident before. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh. All right. So for people who are listening to this, that is like, Sara, would you please describe what those eggs look like? They are um, all, they, well, they look black and green and gross as one would imagine. <laughs> um, they uh, are made by preserving duck, chicken, or quail eggs in a mixture of clay, ash, salt, quick lime, and rice hulls for several weeks to several months, depending on the processing method, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. And they look absolutely disgusting. But you know what? I haven't heard one thing yet that says that we have to eat whatever it is. <laughs> In our favor. Sarah's like a loophole. I feel like that's this, oh, this pretty processed. complicated for making gross looking eggs. I can do that without that many steps. <laughs> yes. Process food started around 1910. I guess that's when Oreo cookies started. Oh, really? So maybe we should go further than 100 years. Maybe we should do 150 years or more. I say we find a food that's over 100 years old and buy it and eat a bunch of it. I'm going with Oreos. I mean, Oreos nailed that shit early. But you know what? It's not the same recipe. In 1910, it was Nathan's hot dogs, Aunt Jemima syrup, Hellman's mayonnaise, Oreo cookies, Crisco, and marshmallow fluff. 
Also, All of those are from 1910. So the manufacturing happened way earlier than I thought. Yeah. Did not when did it happen? Marshmallow fluff was that old. I know. Was it in the, was it late? Was it early 1900s, late 1800s? Yeah, that's when it all started. Okay. 1920s, Baby Ruth Candy Bar, Wonder Bread, Yoo-Hoo Beverage, um, Van Camp's Canned Pork and Beans, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Welch's Grape Jelly, Popsicles, Wheaties, Kool-Aid, Peter Pan Peanut Butter, and Velveeta Cheese are all wow. from 1920. That's wow. still 100 years old. That's more than 100 years old. I know. Right? Yeah, that's like 103 years old. That's crazy. Well, it says from the 20s, so I don't know exactly when in the 20s, but it still is around 100 years old. Yeah, that is really crazy. I didn't... I so didn't... Should, we, should we push it back to 150-year-old recipes? Let me see if I can find any. Wow, that's... They say like early 1800s recipes yeah you get yeah then that would i mean that would pretty much guarantee i know elsie at one time had talked about making recipes that you find on tombstones like grave markers i didn't realize that was a thing even but that might be fun to no. walk some cemeteries and find recipes that way but only if they're a lot of our cemeteries are in Japanese, so that's not really going to work for me. Ooh, I bet it's really good food, though. <laughs> yeah, and some old recipes, I'm sure, because I mean they've been around for thousands of years. So right, okay, I like it. All right, man, we have a plan. I'm really excited about it, girls. So the 27th will be the pre-dive, and then December 4th will be the old-timey recipes. And then if we're going to do juggling. It would be December 11th. And then we'll probably break for the holidays is my guess after that. But um, we might still have to hop on and record or at least chitty chat on the 18th. Oh, that's because when is Christmas this year? I think it's on a Sunday. It's a Monday. It's a Monday the 25th. Yeah. So obviously we're going to be off on that day. But yeah, maybe we'll get on and do something like just play a game on December 18th. Of some I sort. will be in Cayman on the 18th. Oh, well, then then we're going to start a holiday break. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get back to recording January 8th. Man, we have our whole year planned out, girls. How exciting is that? This year has Very flown exciting. by. I know it really has. It really has flown by. I can't believe that. All right. Well. Um, got to start researching some cryptids. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure Bigfoot has a, I mean, he, Bigfoot has a presence in a lot of areas, but he's got a big presence here in Ohio. We, we had our first annual Sasquatch festival last year <laughs> in, um, Logan, Ohio. So I'll have to research if there's a, if there's a different one that would make more sense, but it might, mine might be Bigfoot. All right. Well, our challenge to you, our listener, is to check out our website for this list of really cool things that we're going to be doing and make sure that you participate alongside of us. Send us any questions you have or ideas or um, whatever at to our email address, sirensoapbox at gmail.com, or you can go to our website 
sirensoapbox.com and head to the contact us page. There are 1 million ways to find us and support us, but the best way to support us is by listening and sharing this episode with someone you love. Because what better way to spread love than by sharing a podcast? (laughs) Can't think of anything better. (laughs) Well, this has been a very fun episode and we can't wait to hang out with you next time. Until then, dive in. Stay curious and be happy. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.